0: Welcome to the epicenter of sports and entertainment. This, this is the Root Dog Show. Now here's your host, Rudy Reyes. I had to get a jab in there, my own personal jab, my own little touch. Of the, as a voiceover artist, welcome to the Root Dog Show. This is Rudy Reyes. Good evening, everybody. Wherever you may be, listening live on Facebook, live on Twitter, live on LinkedIn. If you're in to that and you should be, obviously tune in to the show.com as I am bringing it to you live and of course live on YouTube, can't forget YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, today is probably one of the worst days in well, in, in an NFL locker room. And there's a lot of reasons why one of those are, well, guys don't want to be cut. Players don't want to be cut. They don't want situations to change. They're acclimated to their system. We know, and we've seen this time and time again, that players who survive the cut do not necessarily stick to a roster. They could be traded. We've seen a lot of those trades going on in the NFL today. There are a plethora of them. If you don't know what plethora is, there's a dictionary, but that means a lot, a mouthful, an eyeful. And we are live on today's California, uh, live on today's Canada, Hey, eh? For those Canadian listeners that are out there, Greg, I hope you're listening. Uh, let's kind of start off with some notable trades because some guys should have not found themselves on the waiver wire. Unfortunately, they do, but before they can get picked off by a team, or picked up rather by a team, they're going to have to clear waivers. And one of the things that I do like about this, uh, about players, I'm a huge player. Advocate for the right reasons, not the wrong ones. And when I look at the types of trades that have gone on in the NFL historically, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes the guy in the following year, maybe the regime doesn't want to use him. We found that with the Jets and uh, Mims wants to get traded. He's asked for a trade. It may not even happen. He's a sixth man in a six wide receiver group. Of course, last man standing and that being him. But we've seen some other teams as well kind of get on the bandwagon in relation to where these guys are going, where they want to be, how they want to get there. And of course, I always welcome uh, any comments, chats, challenges uh, that you may have in regards to who goes where, when, how, and why. And here's what it is. So Vikings trade uh, Jesse Davis to the Steelers, and that is a very interesting move. He was released by the Miami Dolphins where Davis played for five seasons uh, expected to get some help there as Mr. Trubisky needs some offensive line play. Uh, and if you had seen any of the Steelers' preseason games, you know, the Dotson struggled off the line quite a bit, quite a few times. But more importantly, they need that kind of depth. They need the guys. They need the people. And this is exactly what they are uh, needing for the Steelers. And, of course, you know, this is not a gigantic deal, not a gigantic issue as well. Texans got dealt. uh uh, texas dell excuse me Blacklock to the vikings uh defensive linemen that of course the vikings need uh to keep their hopes alive especially in that gnarly nfc north where you have to face off against the green bay packers uh, twice a year and of course thank you rodolfo for uh tuning in i appreciate it and i thank you from mexico uh and i wish you uh, best of luck as well thank you my friend uh you need as much depth as humanly possible there's still a roster away from being a championship caliber-esque type of team and i see challenger-esque is because they got a they have a long way to go uh even with the quarterback in davis mills under center and still looking at fitting those pieces into the regular season as we know the Texans have the ability to do and cleared up a lot of uh space after deshaun watson uh had been uh basically in the free agent markets and, uh, or rather traded, uh, to the, um, Cleveland Browns. But moreover, I, I think the Vikings need that kind of depth. Um, but they sent a seventh round and a sixth round pick. So that's a double dinger there and much needed, uh, Raiders cut ties with Mr. Mullen. Of course, I always called him mullet, but, uh, <laughs> they trade Mullen to the Cardinals who themselves, you know, a lot of these teams don't want to trade within their own conference because they end up seeing them and they know their uh, their their capabilities. They know what they are, uh, they can possibly do in regards to in the backfield or quarterback position or in the wide receiving position as well. So when you look at the Raiders, uh, they sent Trayvon Mullen uh, to the Cardinals for um, a 2023 a conditional pick in the seventh round. Of course, you know, there's a ton of rounds in the NFL draft. Uh, we didn't see a, 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 an additional round uh, given to any teams this year. It just didn't happen in, in the NFL for whatever reason. There was a lot of talent. The guys just didn't get picked. They just didn't go. Uh, Broncos made another move by sending a much-needed um, Malik Reed to the Steelers. And what's really interesting about that move is that you have Alex Highsmith dealing with a rib injury, disabling him from taking part in a lot of practice. He was there. Um, at the practice facility, he had the ability to play extremely lightly, uh, and practice rather. So I don't know if he's going to be ready for the opening season, opening gate, uh, as it were on September 11th. So, uh, the. The Steelers themselves need that kind of depth. They need Malik Reed. He has 43 tackles, five sacks for Denver um, in, in last year. So I look for him to continue that kind of production. He's going to fit in very, very nicely in that Steelers uh, front front seven. Uh, Eagles land a uh, Gardner uh, Johnson from the Saints, which was kind of interesting. I didn't see that move at all. But when you send a 2025 seventh round pick uh, in exchange for a 2023 fifth round draft pick. You really can't go wrong when you're help securing your future, depending on the talent pool that's there at that time. But more importantly, uh, the, the, a guy like Garter Johnson, who plays in the safety role, he's played in a slot corner. So he's when, when you're diverse, it gives you an opportunity to latch on to an NFL defense or NFL offense, for that matter, uh, in regards to your diversity and how you play and who you are. And what you can contribute to that locker room as well as defense and offense, obviously, and special teams as well. Uh, Indianapolis Colts decided to add uh, Stewart, uh, traded him from the Bucks in a 2023 NFL draft pick, a sixth rounder. So clearly, not a whole lot. He's only had 15 tackles as a rookie. And as I said earlier on the onset of the show, sometimes these guys just don't fit, they just don't mix. So sometimes you really have to just evaluate your current play style. Uh, evaluate these rookies, evaluate the first-year talents, and see what benefits uh, you have in actually keeping them on the roster, or is your best bet is to depart from those guys? So, uh, certainly something to look forward to in next year's draft as well. Uh, they tra- Panthers decided to trade uh, a, a daily a guard to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, for a seventh round pick in 2024, Panthers exchanged a fifth round pick um, in uh, 2024 as well with the sixth round uh, by the Panthers in 2019. And played 15 games uh, in the starting nine for Daly in the Carolina Panthers. So a, a good move, not too splishy splashy. Nothing really hypertense. I don't see. Um, I don't see him maybe being a starter, maybe a backup to what they currently have there to protect Baker Mayfield. Uh, Jaguars traded Chennault, which I didn't actually see coming out. So I thought he played relatively good uh, for, for the Jaguars, but sent him over to uh, the NFC to play for the Carolina Panthers. Um, but to be honest with you, Baker Mayfield needs all the tools possible to make a solid run, uh, as we've seen him with the Cleveland Browns having as much uh, depth in regards to wide receivers and tight ends. Of course, you know, Cincinnati loves the tight end factor there, and they're going to still run with that this year. So I look for that to really be another component, especially on third down, third and short, maybe even second and long to use Chenault in. And, of course, we look at the Philadelphia Eagles, who by all means looking good on paper, but everything looks great on paper before it actually starts, and then you don't know what you're going to get. Philadelphia Eagles send defensive back Ugo Amadi. Uh, Try to say that 10 times fast in Tennessee Titans involving a 2024 late round draft pick uh, and basically traded in nine days uh, from Seattle Seahawks. So this guy is one of those guys that will shuffle around to wherever he fits, whatever team needs him. But the good thing is, is that he is there uh, in relation to the the NFL fold and and seemingly have a pretty decent career uh, moving forward for him. As long as he's in the NFL, uh, Packers traded Van Lannon, offensive lineman, to the Jaguars um, for a 2023 NFL draft pick, a sixth round to the Packers in 2021. So again, draft picks. It didn't quite work out. Uh, we've seen that uh, with a Raiders trade taking Mullins to the Vikings. Uh, we've seen uh, offensive lineman Ford to the Cardinals from Buffalo. Uh, drafted by the Bills in the 2019 NFL draft, only two years removed from being a rookie, so a, a, a guy who who is solid, who deserves a roster spot, maybe fighting for his life in regards to what that actually would look like. Will end up on the 53 man. All teams had to trim down to 53. So, just in case you did not know or were not aware of, that's exactly what needed to happen. This is Rudy Raz live on the RudockShow.com, live on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn you name it i am on it so make sure you, you you stay tuned to the station if you have any questions comments anything at all whatsoever feel free to reach out in the comment box i love to comment and love to talk sports uh, with anybody and i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell it like it is i'm going to tell it the way it is and i'm not going to deviate or back down from that and uh speaking of that uh, when you look at when you look at the, the raiders sending another defensive guy and to be honest with you Raiders are in a now win now situation why because they recognize that the wild wild west and the AFC is going to be exactly that this season not a lot of splish splash splash uh, from the other teams, at least not at this point in the AFC West. But you look at Tyree uh, Gillespie, uh, he was acquired uh, by the Tennessee Titans from Las Vegas in a 2024 NFL draft pick. And don't forget that the Super Bowl will not be in Las Vegas this year, it's in Arizona, but then the following year is going to be in Las Vegas. And I will hopefully be attending that and checking out all the wonderful sites there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, when I look at Gillespie fourth round pick in the 2021 NFL drought or season, rather, he was a special teams guy, eight combined tackles. I don't think it was a system for him. I don't believe that he quite fit where he needed to, where, where he should have. And unfortunately teams do make that mistake. And, and uh, unsightly a lot of these teams will find ways to pick these guys and in whatever infinite wisdom they may have, these guys may not fit their system later on as time goes on. And I'm not necessarily saying that the coaches have made a bad pick or ownership made a bad pick, but maybe this pick was not designed for them. Maybe these guys were not made for them. And I'll I'll remember this very explicitly in 2014, when the Steelers selected Dree Archer um, out of Michigan, it makes you wonder what happened to Dree Archer. Well, it ruined his career because he was picked by the wrong team. Didn't see hardly any playing time at all. They tried to incorporate him in the scheme. And unfortunately, he just stopped playing football altogether because he was. And of course, I'm maybe trying to get Dre Archer on the show, may not be a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> I may actually have to do that. Uh, but when you look at, at, at who Dre Archer is as a person, it was just a bad pick. It didn't work out for the Steelers, it did not work out for Dre Archer. Uh, unfortunately, but nobody nobody remembers all of that, right? So I remember Mendenhall for the Steelers, who another running back slash you know big bodied running back slash tight end for that matter didn't quite make it in the NFL, and of course he was scrutinized massively for a would be fumble that he stated did not happen. But watching film, that contrasts popular belief. Um, back to some of these uh, some of these moves here: Eagles send our, our Sega Whiteside to the Seahawks, uh, defensive back uh, for Amadi. So there was a two-person swap, not necessarily a one-person swap, which is, I, I mean, it keeps guys both active, of course, and on an active roster. But more importantly, when you look at Whiteside out of 2019, when he exited Stanford, you know, he had 299 yards, a touchdown, 40 games over three seasons. Not bad. I'd like to see a little bit more production for him and from him. Um, as now uh, the, the Seahawks will take a chance on him and maybe he can uh, stick on, on that roster. Of course, Seattle does not have a Legion of Boom that's been done and over with and gone probably three, three years at least removed from having that, that type of defense. Uh, but more, more importantly... You look at the name stars and Geno Smith. I'm not a fan of that. I don't like that move. I think they could have done something a little bit different. But again, when you look at quarterbacks available to to start, they don't grow on trees, and they're not the low-hanging fruit. These are the ones that are really tough to find and tough to get. Dolphins sent uh, tight end Shaheen to the Texans. Uh, obviously, the, the trade went void somehow. Uh, he failed his physical, so that voided any type of trade whatsoever. So he's now on the waiver wire that is what i have for the 2023 uh excuse me 2022 nfl cuts day in relation to who went where when how and why there's obviously a lot more to come on that we're going to find out who's you know finally going to make the roster the injuries into reserves and don't forget these guys have to clear waivers before they can be attached to another team So keep that in mind whenever you are looking at a specific player and you want to go and have that player be somewhere up, maybe your favorite team, whoever that might be. And they may not actually stick. They may find themselves being there for a whole, I don't know, month, two months, maybe, uh, and then find themselves on the outside looking in, wondering where are they going to stop now? Where are they going to go next? Where are they going to be? I want to touch on the Jimmy Garoppolo thing from yesterday in regards to, and it's still relevant today only from the standpoint of, it was a big laundry list of things that had transpired for Jimmy Garoppolo within that uh, restructured one-year contract. But when you look at what John Lynch had said, and I'm going to button this up with, uh, and I'm going to use the quotation, so please bear with me. I think Jimmy Garoppolo deserves a ton of credit uh, because of the way he handled the situation and not only the way he went about competing and the competition bringing out the best in everyone. It certainly did with Jimmy, and by the way, he's also... Uh, welcome Trey with open arms. I don't know how honest that is or is not. Uh, I've never known for John Lynch to be anything other than honest and forthright, uh, whether or not the Niners uh, can really make this relationship work between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. You know, if Trey Lance can't get it done, you still have Jimmy G, and he's you know proven that he's been there, done that, but he can't get you over the hump. So maybe they'll do quarterback by committee. I don't know. But we're certainly going to find out what the, what that actually looks like as the season progresses. Um, make sure you tune in, stay tuned in. This is this is, this is going to get good because uh, we're going to get into more of the monetary numbers of where these teams cut these guys, and I'm probably here for another 11 minutes or so. But the parent, the, the, the Panthers on Monday acquired uh, had acquired Baker Mayfield in, in the hopes that they would end up getting uh, La, LaViska Shenault Jr. Um, who carries about $1,309 million cap hit um, and then 16 in 2023? So maybe they can get their money's worth. I don't think that's a big cap deal. Uh, it's not dead cap money because he's still an active player and they didn't cut him. So he has the opportunity uh, to uh, get to a point where he can be on that active roster. Uh, this is Rudy Reyes on the Show.com, live on today's California, live on today's Canada uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. I am on it. Thank you so much for tuning in, retweet, like it, love it, share it. I just love that stuff. It just really gets me going, gets me and gets me motivated. So, uh, I certainly appreciate you tuning in as well. I love the commentary. Uh, so keep those comments coming. I, I certainly appreciate those as well, regardless of where you're listening from, uh, or where you're at right now. So when we look at Ch- Chanel, picked 40, 42nd overall in the 2020 NFL Draft, 121 catches, twelve hundred nineteen yards, and five touchdowns in two seasons. Not too terribly bad. Maybe they are looking for more production from him on a per-yard uh, basis after he was able to hold on to the ball. That remains to be seen, uh, but did have some pretty gnarly uh, drops as well. 63 for 619 last season. He also had eight drops. Uh, deep. And Debo Samuels, for all intents and purposes, uh, had issues with running the wrong routes. But, you know, Debo's Debo. He's going to find a way to, to to get that ball done. Um, so more importantly, th- this is where the rubber meets the road for the 49ers, what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, how they're going to handle the Trey Lance and Garoppolo, the situation from a personnel perspective, from a relationship perspective. How are these guys going to get along in the locker room? Uh, are you going to get guys walking into the head coach's office say, hey, look, you know, we, we, we like Jimmy D. We want to rally around him. We want him to be our guy. But how do we go about that? You know, how can we make that a reality? And then that gets tough for coaches to make that decision in relation to do we keep him? Does Trey Lance start? Does he not start? Where does he go? And it's just a big plethora uh, in relation to what happens there. But I'm, I'm certainly interested in knowing what that is and what that actually looks like. Uh, Washington Commanders ruled out Brian Robinson's return to the season. I know it's very unfortunate. Um, he was uh, shot twice in his lower body on Sunday. That could be that could actually change. He stated he was doing okay. He stated that the surgery went through without a hitch, uh, but could be discharged a lot sooner than later. Um, and of course, Ron Rivera non-football injury. Talking to doctors later on Monday. He'll miss, miss at least four games um if the team decides to make that transition a doctor is very positive with with the surgery with the results uh he seemed to be very positive and his spirits are high so hopefully uh and robinson will get better um he was a a, a victim um in a um uh, in in an attempted robbery uh trying to just get some food unfortunately didn't quite work out all that well Um, so hopefully those gunshots, his extremities are healed. He can get back to daily activities, whatever that looks like, whatever quality of life he has. I hope he takes advantage of it. Uh, and Ron Rivera quoted as I just let him know it's a somber day. We expect to be a tough day, but hang in there. Uh, and they rallied around, uh, practice, uh, pretty doggone good. If that's a word anybody uses nowadays, but if you're from the old school, like Ron Rivera, you're going to use that. Uh, They were able to focus. Uh, Their hearts are heavy right now with him just trying to recover. And I think that's the most important part right now is that he does recover from those injuries. Uh, Rivera, uh, running back coach, Randy Jordan, watching with Robinson. I was really impressed with his his motion, with his dynamics, uh, being able to cut. Uh, He just has football IQ and a very high one at that. So uh, I, I wish him the best. I wish he gets back. Uh, to where he knows as being normal uh, and what normal looks like to him uh, on an NFL field near you or in a Washington Commander's uniform. So uh, I wish him the a- absolute best. Carson Wentz went on record stating that this is real life. It could have been a lot worse and it takes you away from football real quickly because we know these are real-life issues and we're not immune to it. No one's immune from getting shot. No one's immune from dealing with regular Uh, things and knowing that you are walking around, they they know who you are, they recognize who you are. So they're going to take advantage of that and try to take you for whatever monetary resources you may have available to you at your whim. So, hopefully, uh, guys like Terry McLaurin, who said things have happened on and off the field the last few years, and, of course, the commanders are no strangers uh, to publicity, of course, the negative kind, and what that actually looks like for their organization learning uh, moving forward. We've learned to take the time and appreciate what's going on, and you, can just t- you just can't breeze over it and move past it. You know, family's first. It should always be first, regardless of what you do or how you're doing it, because life is short. It's very, very short. Um, so. Working with that, we're going to move over to Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski did something quite interesting. I mentioned this earlier in the onset of the show, that he's using a multiple tight end situation along with fullbacks. I don't know anybody in the league other than Kevin Stefanski, who's, who's relatively old school, uh, you know, using his coaching experience for the last two seasons uh, with the Browns always having, you know, two, two tight ends uh, to go uh, – and Joe Koo and Harrison Bryant, uh, along with Johnny Stan, who seems to be one of those guys that stands out uh, wearing a Browns uniform. Um, the, the Browns are going r- receiver heavy, even with Jacoby Brissett under center. I'd like to see how that will actually work out for the Browns this season. And of course, it will be Jacoby Brissett and not Deshaun Watson making those moves. Um, Atlanta, not a whole lot of... Uh, spice in relation to what they did today. Uh, They they did cut down and and, uh, cut Anthony Fersker. Uh, That was actually kind of surprising outside of that. Not a whole lot. Uh, I thought the team would have kept him. And of course, he clears waivers. He has the opportunity to be on a practice squad and wearing Atlanta Falcons uniform this season. Whether or not he plays is another story. But when you look at the Atlanta Falcons, um, there's just, just a lot of things to like about Furkser. I remember watching him play a lot, um, and he's just a big-bodied guy who deserves you know, a shot somewhere and, and to stay there. Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm not really going to dive into them, only from the standpoint of they need to get better, they need to be better, uh, and eventually they will. It's just not going to be this season. Uh, I think the only thing that is notable for them, Rudy Ford, uh, was a special team standout for them. They ended up cutting Rudy. How do you cut Rudy? Why? Why would you even cut Rudy? Well, no one's going to cut Rudy. Come on now. It's, it's just not going to work out too well. Make sure you stay tuned. This is Rudy Reyes on the Uh Live on Coachella Valley. Live on today's California. Uh, live on uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. I mean, you name it, we are connected like uh, hoses in gas tanks. You know, with... <laughs> with 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 non-stop fuel to deliver so we're not going to stop anytime soon no actually there's about six minutes left on the show uh but uh when, when you look at the the types of move other teams are making and this this is kind of a head scratcher and i'll leave you with this jerry jones and his infinite wisdom we've mentioned this before that Dak prescott is the only quarterback on the 53-man roster how is that even remotely possible uh, why they cut Will Greer, they cut Cooper Rush. I thought Cooper Rush is way overrated, uh, not very good, taking up a, uh, some, some some cap space. But more importantly, Will Greer needs to clear waivers in order to sign back on to the Dallas Cowboys. Whether or not they actually do that remains to be seen, but you have to have some type of backup. I mean, even, even the Steelers have a rookie and a backup quarterback. So you have to look at this and think to yourself, man, is this going to be the way that it is? Or is Jerry Jones just going to run with one guy? an entire season with no backups whatsoever. I mean, they have to designate someone else to be the backup guy. Um, But man, they have, they have had tons of injuries. CJ Goodwin, Brett Mayer, Jake McQuaid, um, James Washington injured Tyrone Smith injured. I don't know what, I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do this season in regards to, you know, how they plan to recoup from a lot of these injuries and, and the cuts. I mean, if anything, you would keep Ben DiNucci, who was cut, uh, maybe for wide receiving capacity, you keep him as well. The Ontario Drummond didn't play too bad. Malik Jefferson didn't too, play too bad on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I don't know what Dallas is doing right now, and I think you're probably shaking your head thinking the very same thing, because your guess is as good as mine. Uh, staying in the NFC, we're going to go to the New York football Giants. Giants left themselves vulnerable as well. What is going on on with this is this the nfl least quarterback most likely not to play this season <laughs> i don't know i mean davis webb was cut who did relatively well 60 for 81 458 yards three touchdowns and no interceptions none zero goosey he did exactly what he needed to do and play thoroughly uh tyra taylor banged up on sunday against the jets he was hitting in the lower back uh, but again, Webb would have to be cleared by, by waivers, and there are other teams who need quarterbacks. So why would you cut a guy that you're going to need in the long run anyway? It just does not make any sense to me at all. Anyway, I'm, this is, and this is part one of uh, cut day. We're going to talk a little bit more about more cuts tomorrow. And, uh, of course, there's going to be a lot more news in regards to what that actually looks like uh, and who gets cut, who gets picked up. And we're going to have that conversation as well. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, again, I want to say thank you to those who commented. Uh, and tune in tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Uh, we're all going to have another great show in relation to who's going to stay and who's going to go. Thank you so much for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. And with that said, I'll see you tomorrow.